so yeah, last weekend I got to go see Blake's uh, Blake's play. If you're in the Birmingham area, this is the last week to check it out. It's what is it, Blake? It's called Becky's New Car. It's a fun show about a lady who wants to escape her life, and I play her twenty-something son who lives in the basement and is really smart. Yeah, not a not a stretch at all for you right there. But um, not <laughs> only was I in attendance. But, um, I don't know if you noticed, Blake, but WWE superstar Carl Anderson also made an appearance. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I made it my personal goal that anytime Blake was on stage and his character made a joke that the audience was definitely supposed to laugh at, it was a pretty small crowd, so he could definitely hear me, so I would just throw in a... <sighs> It just wheeze laugh through his entire performance. Everyone else? Just Chad too bad. Yeah, Chad too bad. Chad too bad went to Blake. Hold on, hold on. Uh, can I just say that the way that you worded that was like, when Blake's character said something that was supposed to be funny. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I mean, when Blake, when Blake was a funny, when Blake was a funny person, Chad Dubash showed up. Was like, <laughs> that's a good one, man. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by my tag team partner in crime, the anti-underdog. It is he, the B, Blake Tanner. Ugh, I'm sick. I feel like he's trying to make your nickname worse, like, every week. Like, I feel like he's just going to keep adding, like, adjectives to it until we get, like... The anti-negative underdog Texarkana champion <laughs> of the Eastern Western Territory. <laughs> and that other, vo- that other voice you hear right there, ladies and gentlemen, it is the WWE insider himself, the lord of the smart side, the Dylan. Hell in a Cell is just around the corner, boys. Why does Dylan get all the cool nicknames? Hold up, hold up. We have to discuss this. Okay, okay are we just gonna... Let's just quickly speed around it. Better nickname for Blake. Um, oh, wait a minute! No! The guy that puts up with Scotty's shit on a regular basis, Blake. <laughs> no, no, no! I came up with a better one. I came up with it this weekend. He is the plattest man on the planet, Blake Tanner. Plattest man on the planet. And he just always wears plaid. That's his whole gimmick. Are you are you giving are you giving Daniel Bryan a run oh, for his money? Oh yeah, that goat motherfucker. Oh, he's gonna watch his back. I'm about to step up. I mean, that is basically Blake's character. If you watch JWF. Yep. Uh, yeah. Can I just say like? One of my favorite things about our show notes this week is the fact that apparently Dylan thinks there's only one person named Marty in professional wrestling because... There is. <laughs> there really is. There's only one Marty. Well... Everybody else could just change their name. <laughs> well, there's there's the villain, and then there's just a bunch of people that need to change their name. Except for Marty the Moth Martinez. He can keep that... That's alliteration. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. I'm Dylan. I'm glad that both of us appreciate a good bit of alliteration because that's my jam. 
Yeah, no, that is that is perfectly mm-hmm. fine. I I applaud Lucha Underground for. for but it. yeah, I I put it in our show notes. Why Marty? Why? And Dylan's just like, what? It, I mean, I know you won the What Culture Pro Wrestling Championship, but I don't know why you'd be so mad at that. Which, by the way, What Culture is a completely different can of worms. But no, I'm talking about the. Uh, uh, you, you mean Defiant Wrestling? Yeah, Defiant Wrestling <laughs> with with GM Stu Bennett. But yeah, oh, I was talking boy. about the, the not the villain, but the rocker Mar- Marty Janetti, who has had. Oh, this- you mean when he? Oh, you mean when he said he's debating having sex with his daughter? <laughs> yeah, that was just a good quote. Here, hold on. Let me pull up the exact thing. If you love, please don't. I don't want to die of oh, cringe. God. <laughs> oh, if 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 you loves me as much as I loves you, you will give your opinion. The Facebook post read, "Just did DNA parenthesis two weeks ago. She's not my but my daughter. We both held out of sex because you don't do that. But now that we ain't from a guy's side, she's fucking hot. But she's been daughter. I want to too, but can't get past that." So, a little bit of backstory on this. Apparently, this daughter just came out of the woodwork like three or four years ago. He just realized he had this daughter. Now it's not his daughter. What? So a random woman came into Marty's life and was just like, "I'm your daughter," and he's like, "All right, cool." Now he's like, now he's he's like, you know what? Me and Sean did a lot of coke back in the <laughs> early nineties. That's completely possible. Let me tell you something. This motherfucker. Look at look at my look at my pants back then. I was clearly <laughs> on drugs. <laughs> well, my favorite part of the entire post is we both held out of sex, as if like that was an issue that it brought up. Is you just like he had his dick just inches away, and he was just like, well, mm. yeah, you know that that feeling when you're hanging out with your adopted, possibly real, possibly false daughter, and just being like, you know, we should fuck, but nah, let's hold off on it. You know, my favorite part of that um, is the quote where he's like, hey, you know, if you weren't my daughter, uh, I'd probably be dating her. Oh wait, but she's not yeah. my daughter. Oh wait, no, Blake. I th- but like I think you're ta- I think you're thinking about a completely different no. WWE Hall of Famer. You're thinking about a completely different guy who's in the WWE Hall of Fame and also may be in the White House right now. Um I mean, well, well, Marty Jannetty's not in the Hall of Fame. So. Oh. No, but he is in the White House. He's He's totally <laughs> in the White House though. <laughs> he is in the White House, however. He uh, he hangs out with Trump all the time. <laughs> I'd love to try on. I, I'd love to try on your gear. Have you got your gear from that era? Can we be the new rock? It's like the scene from Zombieland where they're all dressed up like the Ghostbusters, except it's Trump and Janetti running around to the rockers' theme. Oh, that's Mr. The- President. People are dying in Puerto Rico. What are you doing? Rocking it, boy. <laughs> now set up the. Bu- he shows. He tosses him out the Oval Office window. <laughs> <laughs> He jumped. We very. He was a weak man. Sad. <laughs> oh, will you stop? Oh God. <laughs> but uh, okay. Apparently, Marty has responded to his uh to this in the penultimate uh, way. And where the picture was just a was just a picture of his of his former daughter just covered in jizz, just being like, ah, well, solve that problem. <laughs> no, it was oh, of the uh, it was of the 1980s WWE tag team titles covered in jizz, and he's like, if it's good enough for Paige, it's good enough for me. Um, no, he apparently wrote breaking news for all media: no sex with daughters. 
Several newspapers in major cities have recently recent written articles about my daughter, suggested about me and my daughter suggesting we wanted to have sex together. Well, it's fake news. No, they didn't suggest it. You, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You posted it. You posted about it. How I have, that? I have, I have proof. I have hard evidence. Oh my god, he he is friends with Trump. He wrote it's fake news in the article, but. <laughs> But apparently he's claiming that it was a hack uh, from a phone that he lost. So the old man lost his phone and then somebody was like, all right, now I'm a fuck with Marty Jannetty's life, I guess. Like, what kind of soulless bitch do you have to be to be like, Marty Jannetty's been riding high for too long. It's not a time to <laughs> cut, cut him down a peg. I can't, okay, let's look He's at the two possibilities. Too. Yeah. One is this old man lost his phone. Somebody was able to break into it and get to his Facebook. Or two, he's just an old man from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> huh, I wonder which one both, it could be. Both highly plausible, highly plausible uh, scenarios. The only, the only problem I have with it is the fact that, like, the language used in... He wants to fuck his daughter? That should be, like, the only thing you find wrong with this. Fair point. Full stop after that point. Well, no, no, this is the only thing making me think it might have been a hack is because the way he used language in the apology versus the post itself, like, feels like it's written by a different person. Uh, how much you want to bet he was just a drunk old man from Georgia during that one post, and then in the other post, he was a sober, re regretful I mean, man when, when you write the sentence, but she's been daughter. I want to, too, but can't get past that. Yeah, you might have had a couple shots in you, big man. But she's been daughter? She's been daughter? Can daughter get pignet from semen? Marty Janetti on Yahoo Answers. Oh, God. In other, in other uh, horrifying sexual news, um, I don't know, do you guys follow Gregory Iron at all? The uh, I, I know he got big in the news like when CM Punk came to one of his matches and cut a promo after the match just being like, this dude has cerebral palsy in his wrestling, you have no excuse, which was very awesome. Well... Uh, Gregory Iron had him a rough match this weekend, because apparently, oh yeah, he got, he got crotched on the top turnbuckle, and what you're supposed to do when you get crotched is grab the ropes, and, or like, grab the turnbuckle, and then like, kind of lower yourself on so you don't get the full brunt of dick pain. What happened instead? He got the full brunt of the dick <laughs> well, pain. Not to mention, he only has one working arm, so he's already working on a bad, like, limp there. So he catches him. Now he's only got one working testicle, too. <laughs> no, that's the worst part, is he caught, and then he he didn't feel anything. Like, he's got a GoFundMe set up to pay for his bills from what happened, which I will explain after, but please support Gregory Iron, go get his shirt or something, because he went backstage afterwards and found, looked down at his tights and just found this little bitty spit of blood that just started to grow and grow, and uh, his dick become, became a fruit gusher, just shooting oh. out blood. <laughs> I <God>. know! <laughs> The horrified look on my face. You can't Dead. even imagine. 
Well, no, my favorite part is I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he posted one of those, post what you looked like seven years ago versus what you look like today. Seven years ago, it's got him with, like, CM Punk. Today, it's him with a catheter and blood pouring down his leg. He's just like, yeah, my life has changed quite a bit. Do you ever hear the story of when that happened to Darren Young in NXT? Wait, what? He cried, or I remember he was telling this story. I think it was, huh? Did he break his penis as well? Well, he he crotched himself the wrong way, like the first time he ever did that spot. Um, yeah. I think when he was in uh, WWE, and he was like, "Yep," yeah, and I pissed blood for three days. Jesus. That, this like, is now my most, this is might be my least favorite spot now, now that I know, like, people piss blood afterwards. Well, yeah, if you don't do it I'm right. I'm pretty sure the unprotected chair shot to the head should be your least favorite spot. Nah, because at least after that, you get the concussion and you forget all about it. But otherwise, it just sucks. That's, no, I... Scotty, I feel like I feel like somebody's gonna play this that that clip back on us in a few years <laughs> after the, after more concussion oh, research no. is done, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, remember when you were on the wrong side of history?" Will Smith from the concussion movie is gonna get on my ass. Oh no, not if Baron Corbin Dutton first. <laughs> oh yeah, Baron, it's gonna be Baron and him tag teaming versus me. It's a handicap match the whole time. I'm like, I never said it. I never said that. And then he's like, "Tell the truth," and I'm like, "No, I don't want to." I'm part of this. I have never, I never did this. I swear. But um, it was speaking of people who uh, probably need to go to the hospital for damage. Corey Graves actually got taken to a hospital recently for some third, de- some third degree burns delivered by <laughs> Enzo Amore on Twitter. And it's worse because I don't know if someone burns someone and I like them. I always have like the oh reaction. If I don't like the person who's delivering a sick burn i just feel real sad i'm like oh man that's a good one but fuck you fuck you you piece of shit i mean because i mean it's clearly a, it's clearly a work it's clearly a work but i'm sure that Corey went up to him afterwards and be like that's your one <laughs> the, <laughs> next, the next time i get my friends from pittsburgh and it's just a group beat down <laughs> i don't know because i think Cor- i don't care how many hooters waitresses you bring to try and save you it's not <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think there may be some real heat between those two. Because if you think about personality, the way they look, literally everything, you could not find more opposite human beings than Enzo Amore and Corey, the leader of every, like, weird goth band ever graves. Hot Topic CM Punk? Yeah, Hot Topic CM Punk, Corey Graves. But yeah, he tweeted out, my son just ran to second base and danced like Enzo Amore to celebrate. I have failed as a father. <laughs> Which I know was probably a joke, but I think it's funnier if you think of him just head in hands like, no. Why? God. <laughs> At which point Enzo uh, replies, nah, you didn't fail as a father. You failed as a wrestler. That's why they dressed you up in a suit and tie and told you to sit down. Hashtag how you doing. Hashtag champ. It's like, that's too much. He's already dead. 
Stop! Already, he's dead behind the table. Enzo, 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 I, you see, the only thing is, the only thing that makes me know for sure that's a work is that if you are in WWE and you make fun of somebody who has legitimate concussion issues, you would receive the Baron Corbin treatment. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, the thing that made me laugh is the fact that, like, Corey Graves wrestled for 10 years before he even got to WWE, so he's got a shit ton of years beneath his belt, as opposed to Enzo, who's been in the business, isn't it, like, three four years now i believe it's four yeah so like even then i'm like he didn't fail he's gone longer than you have sir <laughs> show some respect he, he, he didn't fail he has longevity and a great job as a commentator whereas you were a footnote unlike a footnote within the <laughs> within the roster yeah, um, people, are, people are gonna look you up on Wikipedia and be like, oh yeah, that fucker was a thing your entire storyline right now is about how we all hate you <laughs> He did serve him. I mean, that's he, a good storyline in the WWE. Yeah, he did serve it up fresh, like, um, earlier, when he just called out every single cruiserweight. Um, except for Tozawa. He's like... Except for Tozawa. You said you like me. I... Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you good. Well, that's what I liked last year, or l last year, last week, was his promo. It wasn't good enough to, like, warrant anything, which helped him dig his hole. Because he was just like, hey, uh, you, Teacup, Teacup, what's up, Teacup, how are you? And the whole time I'm sitting going, who the fuck is Teacup? Like, TJ, TJ Perkins, maybe? Oh, oh, Jack Gallagher, okay, cool, I guess he's talking about that. So it's just watching this one man get really sad and yell. It's like he got thrown out of a bar, like, for hitting on people and was outside just like, Okay, I see how it is. I understand you, Carl. Kick me out of the bar again. I dare you. Most of the places I go to, you can't even get in. You sad little blonde-haired man. Who all gyrates with his sad little blonde man. And you hide behind a piece of paper, you sad little blonde man. With your bling-blang and your wing-wangs. And your spicy your bling mites. bling and your broken wing wangs. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about thinking about Gregory Iron real quick. Oh, so my favorite thing is that Enzo Amore did did make a couple of Instagram videos with his belt, <laughs> like as it was for, as if it was a woman. The best part of that, he was like, you, you, you got to treat him right. Introduce him to your parents, and then it pans around, and he's actually having dinner with his parents and this fucking belt <laughs> in an actual restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> there were people at other tables who witnessed this. His parents were okay enough to sit at the table. Assuming that isn't is his parents and not just two random office workers, which would be even better. <laughs> but Enzo Mori's Instagram account is gold mm -hmm. because it's a whole lot of Enzo partying, and then every once in a while you will see Enzo with like I don't know if it's his little cousin or what or his niece taking her to the Disney store and walking through and just being like, let's get you some Moana toys. Let's do this. How you doing? Hey, I will say one thing. Enzo is amazingly brave for taking that fruit roll-up of a championship title anywhere outside of the building. I don't know. I think I think it's probably the most, for Enzo's lifestyle, it's the most dope one it could have. You because, like, just a normal belt, if you show up somewhere, you're like, that looks weird. But since it's kind of purple and flashy, it's like, oh, he's the party king. This is Enzo Amore, party king. That's why he has the belt. This is only until he gets his leopard print strap one that he takes with him everywhere. Now that. Oh, my God. I Okay. Fantasy booking. I love the idea that he gets a fantasy, or he gets the leopard print belt. 
and then once he does lose it to Kalisto, because they've kind of said that's the only person he can fight for the title, once he loses it, he keeps the leopard print belt, and is just like, I'm a real party king. Enzo Amore, party king. I like I like how it's it's listen it's taken over a year but we're finally we're finally letting Kalisto out of the box for that terrible promo he cut during the split. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! We forgot about him. <laughs> Let him out. He just wants to do lucha oh. things. Yeah. Where's those good lucha boys at? Yeah. So put him in there. Put him in like. Where is Sin? Oh, really? I then I then want him to be challenged by Sin Cara, who I believe is like just at like two hundred and three pounds, and just have him be like, <laughs> "I've always fucking hated you." And then just like massive power bomb, like Batista versus Ray, but like you know with masks. <laughs> I really love the idea of him being like, of creative being like, "All right, we're gonna put him on two hundred five live. Should we give him a new mask?" Um, do we have any of those old rejected cane mask designs? Paint that, like, yellow and pop it on him. That's what he's gonna look like now. Looking good, kid. I swear it's fine. Are you fine with this? <laughs> Are you fine with this song for your entrance? <laughs> then flames shoot up. He's just like, what am I, just Tiny Kane now? Yeah. We're losing the normal one. He's probably going to be mayor soon. You know what? Fine. We'll give you a slow chemical. How about that? <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I, personally, I personally would have accepted that. <laughs> I, I would, too. I love that song. <laughs> That's a good song. It's one of those oh. songs that when it comes on the Jim Johnston Pandora stage, you're like, oh, this is worth something. Well... It's like one of three wrestling songs I actually listen to regularly on my playlists. Yeah. Um, in other news, WWE has fired the first real bullet towards the Bullet Club, as opposed to them shooting the Nerf gun last week of, ha, we're invading like DX did. Isn't that cool? And then they're just like, hey, fuck you, though. Fuck you, though. I need you to stop doing anything that is remotely related to us. Here's Here we're going to threaten legal action. And then the Bullet Club turned around and were like, oh, you gave us a cease and desist for the two suite. We're going to make a t-shirt about mocking that. And then we're going to sell over 100,000 of them yeah, we're... In, in a week. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to make a shirt that says cease and desist. My favorite, though, was the uh, episode of Being the Elite they released where at the end they're just like, wait a minute. We're actually a good tag team. We don't need this. What the fuck are we doing? And they burn everything that has too sweet on it. I'm like, damn. That, that's one way to get a message across. Some people say that the too sweet is bigger than Jesus. Jesus, Blay. Oh, well, that's not even oh. a good like, reply to that. <coughs> that was me just being like, Jesus, really? Tell me more about him. Oh, uh, sure. I could tell you all about Jesus. Um, He's the dude. And he comes in, and uh, he works for my very wealthy, affluent, middle-class family. I um, can tell you all about Jesus. He's the guy who comes in, and his theme song goes, Burn it down! And he does CrossFit <laughs> all the fucking time. He's amazing. He comes to the ring in this beautiful white leather outfit, de decorated in gold. I know, um, what about the by the way, Jesus? By the way, whenever the shield reunites, I demand that be the outfit he wears, kind of like Blue Tista. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean is do like 
Dean is in that. Dean is wearing thing. like like the, like the old black thing. Roman's wearing that, and then just CrossFit Jesus walks out. He's just like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, did not get the message, guys. Sorry. Oh, hey, sorry about that. Like both of the other guys come out in like OG Shield gear. I would like, like it if they did actually bring back that because Ambrose looked way better in OG Shield gear than he does in his current. I am like maybe a homeless. I'm trucker. homeless and on drugs. <laughs> Please help me. I mean, Am- I'm still I'm still waiting for that heel turn after after four what is it four years now I'm still waiting. It's it's coming I hope, but I mean Ambrose looks just like he lives his life like he's just about to put a fat dip in. He's gonna come down to the <laughs> ring. Dipping Dean Ambrose <laughs> needs to be his new gimmick name. Sorry about that. Let me just get a little bit of this dip out of my mouth. Good old Dippy Dean Ambrose. Dippy I'm, I'm con- Dean. I'm convinced that uh, I'm convinced that he is the spiritual successor to Stone Cold Steve Austin in in the fact that like he except he he really does live the I don't give a fuck part of it. Like yeah, Steve was like really professional and stuff, and Jesus just like nope. Yeah. <laughs> he he is basically the Stone Cold Steve Austin if like. Backstage, Stone Cold Steve Austin never got to do anything that Stone Cold wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, can, can we talk about the fact that now that uh, Braun Strowman has beaten both halves of the tag team champions, who are also both former world champions, uh, that means that by proxy, Brock Lesnar is better than all three of those people. So that means when 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 Roman Reigns eventually ascends and has his fifth coronation at at uh wrestlemania 34 or 35 or whatever we're on right now yeah and uh and he, uh, listen i'm just waiting for him to try to do the yes chant like daniel bryan did back in 30 <laughs> oh god boo 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 oh my god and you know what i always say yes to ladies and gentlemen I always say yes to going to merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can pick up all the merchandise for all of the fantastic BS Network programs, whether that be a load of BS, me and Blake's other show, whether that be the Queasel Corp podcast, or, of course, we do have merchandise for the Fight Boys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to let everybody know that you're a fight boy or a fight girl for life, pick you up a shirt over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Or, of course, we do have shirts over there for everybody's favorite Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, The J. WF, we have shirts for the JWF champion, Griffin Clouds. We have shirts for Scotty Moore. We have shirts for the Dylan. We have shirts for all of your favorites, except for Blake Tanner. Blake Tanner's the only one, but it's oh. fine. <laughs> it's we fine. also don't have ones for Guy Fieri because of copyright issues. We No, actually, we did have a Guy Fieri shirt for a very long time. It was a picture of Guy Fieri dressed as a shark. Right. Uh, so, um, so Scotty, when am I getting that shirt? Well, hey, hey buddy, hey buddy, when am I getting that shirt? When I'm getting some of that sweet merch cash? It's it, no, he's gonna make you a Griffin Cloud one, but there will never be a. Bla- he will do one for Honey Pot before he gives you an actual. Blake well, Tanner actually, shirt. you know, I release them with every single pay per view that comes out. Which I guess means it's time to announce that in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, on the official BS Network YouTube channel, the new home of Fight Boys, and the official home of the JWF pay-per-views, and in two weeks, get ready to go to heck. 
because and we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there fast. We're going to heck in a sec because soon enough, ladies and gentlemen, it's gonna be time for the heck in a sec pay per view. But before we go down to heck, we have to make a little stop over at hell, ladies and gentlemen, for the hell in a cell pay per view because we gotta make some predicatons, guys. Oh boy, because apparently, like. Two weeks is enough. Two weeks was enough, and they're like, now throw another pay-per-view at him. Give him another. Another. This is this is why the company is is struggling. <laughs> this is why house show numbers are down. Have you seen pictures of like the Raw and SmackDown crowds like the few last few weeks? Uh-uh. Pretty shitty. Yeah, where they show like the upper deck and nobody's there, and they show hard mm-hmm. camp side. There's nobody. It's just like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure being the elite didn't help. That when they in- when the Bullet Club invaded, they definitely filmed a guy saying, "I got my tickets for free." <laughs> like, yeah, that's not helping. <laughs> you guys are actually probably. I'm pretty sure they just asked if I'm pretty sure they just asked if anybody had just so they could truthfully film it because that seems like the kind of thing they would do. They wouldn't have a guy lie, but they'd be like, "Did anybody here get it for free?" Just out of curiosity, like from a friend or something. Fantastic. <laughs> not a lie, but it's technically not the truth. We really want a copy. Copy that DX thing to the T, guys. We don't have the tank, so we got to work on everything else. Um, God, and we're gonna I have and look- we're gonna have Cody and we're gonna have Cody Ro- Rhodes uh, demand his name back and then do the spiel from Independence Day. <laughs> from Independence Day, yeah. Uh, I'm God. I'm just looking at this pay per view card and it feels so bad. Like none of it feels good. Um, but I guess it's our job to fight through it and figure out just what the hell is going on. So, boys, when Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin take on the Hype Bros in a WrestleMania quality match, who is your prediction to win? Uh, uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, because the Hype Bros are going to implode, and hopefully one of them actually gets character. Yeah. Um, I'm, I... It's like, it's like getting, it's like getting color, but, like, you know... I just, I really love the idea of a heel Zack Ryder. So, yeah, I want Gable and Benjamin and then, of course, the hype bros implode. I, I, wa- I, I want him to bring back the one, the one side tight, other side trunk pants he had back God, in the 2000s. Those were terrible. Okay, so. Just two- as a fuck you to the crowd. <laughs> so, two for Gable Benjamin. Blake, where are you at? Oh, no, I could not give less of a shit about this match, so I'm going to go with you guys. Okay, I thought you were about to be like, I give up my pick. I'm willing to go down. I'm willing to go down <laughs> nope. a point just for this, fuck this match. Um, Just to rest on your laurels. Um, Randy Orton versus, Ru- versus Handsome Rusev. Handsome Rusev. Um, uh. I'll, I'll, uh. I'll bite the bullet and say handsome, handsome Rusev with interference from uh, the man known, the artist known as uh, as Aiden English. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I was one. just gonna say I'm gonna give it to Rusev. I thought I was gonna be the odd man out. Yeah, yeah, I was straight up on Rusev because they've been doing really fun stuff with his character, and I hope it leads to another another moment of it's a fish, like because comedic Rusev was my favorite thing of all time. I I miss I miss Lana. I miss yeah. Lana. I, maybe that's what's gonna happen. They bring Lana back and realize they've been fucking up this whole time. Um, oh, Lana's new entrance is going to be her rolling down on st- to the stage in a hay bale. And she's gonna be <laughs> on top of it and just like running down the hay bale. Yeah. Uh, her new gimmick is that she just wears bikinis and cowboy boots and that's it. 
And during every one of her matches, the ring steps are replaced with hay bales. Her arch enemy. Yes. Um, Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. And I actually want to make this a... I want to make this a two-part prediction. One, who wins? Two, what does Dolph come out with for his entrance? Uh, I believe he comes out as Ric Flair to mock Bobby Roode's robes. And then Bobby Roode uh, beats him. Because Dolph Ziggler is the biggest joke in the WWE. Okay, okay, I'm down with that. Actually, no, 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 it's still Zack Ryder, but he's a close second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blake, your predictions for this good entrance uh, match. I don't know who... Yeah. Oh, he's already done the Triple H entrance, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has. Um... He could finally appease the crowd and do that CM Punk entrance that they've chanted for for weeks now. God, it would fucking... Where's this wait, where is this pay-per-view taking place? This pay-per-view is taking Oh wait, did that just tip you off? You're like, wait a minute, if this is no this wait, is Wait, is it in Chicago? Because I can totally see that. No, it's in Detroit, Michigan. So he comes out as Kid Rock. Um mm-hmm. He comes out no, he comes out as um Actually shit, I forget. I don't know of anybody who's from Detroit off the top of my head. I know That's what I had. I know there are people. That's the thing. Wasn't Diesel Build is from Detroit? Yeah, sure. Big yeah, daddy, sure, he big was. Daddy Diesel. Big Daddy Diesel. Uh, okay. Um, He's already got the hair to be Big Daddy Diesel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking, Blake? Uh, I'm going to go with an old legend. Let's see. Oh, I would love if they broke their moratorium on Hulk Hogan and he just comes out to real America. He comes out as Nick Bockwinkle, a true legend, and confuses the entire crowd. Um, I want no. him to come out as Scott Steiner. <laughs> Woo! Oh no! Uh, on Sma- on SmackDown tonight, on SmackDown tonight, like uh, he was just like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna try out some new stuff for my entrance," and then an ambulance sounded, and I shit myself. I was like, oh, "Do it, <laughs> do it!" <laughs> uh, so you have uh, him coming out as who, Blake? Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all hog wild and just say Hulk Hogan. Okay, Hogan, and who wins the match? Oh, I'm gonna say Bobby Roode. All right. Well, <laughs> obviously Bobby Roode wins, but guys, why are you not choosing the obvious one, which is Dolph comes out as Bobby Roode? It is a Roode versus Roode entrance off. <laughs> it is gonna be the oh. Roode. Wait, no, he comes out as Ravishing Rick Roode. Rev- okay. Ooh. No, I, um, I I'm firmly locked in. But that. he comes out with the tights, except it's except it's his face on his own crotch. That's uh that that sounds that sounds like a Dolph Ziggler move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I I am firmly in the camp that he's gonna come out as Bobby Roode, and then Bobby Roode is going to just defeat the shit out of him. Um, speaking of people, speaking of which, Bobby Roode defeated Michael Canellis tonight, thus proving that there is no reason for them to have ever hired Michael Canellis. Um, and that that was a horrible waste of money. Uh, up next, we have AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin, and I don't know, because they've had him on such a... See, yeah. the better, no, the better answer is I don't care. Yeah. Like, this feud has no heat. Zero. I'm gonna go in, and I'm gonna say that Corbin's gonna win. I say Corbin's gonna win, because then I would put him in a feud with Ty, and that's how you get Ty to have the strap. Hmm. Great, I'm going to go with AJ Styles because I don't think the punishment of Baron Corbin is over yet, and I don't think they're going to have AJ drop the U.S. title till Survivor Series. Okay, I'm fine with that. Or you, or the guy from the concussion movie comes down and interferes. 
And it's just like, tell the truth, Baron Corbin. Tell the truth. As he's got him in like the calf crusher. And then Baron taps because the truth was that he could never beat AJ Styles. Um, Natty versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on Natalia. Ugh, this one sucks. This one sucks so much. I'm giving it to Natty. No, I'm not. Is Natty still playing a heel? I assume so. I'm yes. gonna give it to Charlotte, and then I'm calling a cash in. God damn it! You beat me to it. Yeah! By the way, we should make it so there's an extra point if you guess whether the cash-in happens or not. So if you don't, you get zero points. If it doesn't happen, you get one point. Oh, okay, okay. I'm trying to spot you guys some points you can catch up. I'm trying to help. <laughs> oh, no, I just make it an extra prediction at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. same, thing, mm-hmm. same thing with the rude entrance. Yeah. Uh, so we're, uh, Blake, you're on Camp Natty, and then me and Dylan are Charlotte, and then both of us are calling a cash in. Would you say a cash in, Blake? Um, let me think. This is a tough one to call, but I think that she's going to cash in. Okay. All three cash ins. Yeah. She's going to cash in and win. Oh God. I just now realized I didn't realize this, but apparently the gender versus... We might as well do gender versus Shinsuke now. That's just a fucking singles match? You're not putting the WWE Championship inside Hell in a Cell? What? Wait, for real? Yes! Right now what I'm reading... It may be Hell in a Cell. They might have three cell matches, but right now what I'm reading on Wikipedia, which, hey, take it with a grain of salt, is that gender versus Shinsuke is just a singles match for the title. Oh, God. Please listen, listen. I know, I know, I know. There's a good chance that Jinder will win, but like, it's for my sanity. Like, I just, I have to have Shinsuke win. I just, I need anything else. He, it's I'm not working. Thinking, I think I'm... they finally realized it's not working, and they're getting mainstream like, like disapproval for Jinder's promo. So just like, just like, just drop it. Just drop it, please, Jesus, please. I'm going. I'm going with Nakamura. I'm having to double down on Nakamura. He didn't, get, he didn't win it for me last time, but I'm feeling it this time. With me, I'm just... Because then, the, then they get all the positive press of the first Japanese world champion. They got all that positivity going with them into Survivor Series and that everything. Like, they can, they can work with that. And you know what? You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to add something on. I'm going to add that... Baron Corbin cashes in? Because of Baron Corbin, yep. He cashes in again. No, because of the Singh brothers. <laughs> okay. I'm down with that. Um, uh, damn it, that's a good point. I just, I, I see them making the bad decision to keep it on gender for too long. Screw it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die in a fire. Gender Mahal. Let's do this. I'm picking gender. <laughs> um, then of course we have the New Day versus the Usos in a tag team Hell in a Cell match. And geez. Ugh. It's just one of those matches where you're just like, ah, the New Day wins hell in a cell. And you're like, that doesn't make sense, but okay. Who has the belts right now? They've been hot potatoing it. New Day has it. Oh, okay. Then I see them retaining. Yeah, I see the New Day winning. Um, But I know this is this probably will be match of the night, honestly. Yeah, 100% this is going to be match of the actually, night. Unless actually, no, Shane I, I and really, KO pull something out. I think, I think Shane and KO are going to pull like an AJ-style Shane match from Mania, where like that was like the silently my favorite match of that entire event. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to go New Day as well. I just don't see 
like I think Usos are gonna get in some dope ass offense, but I just don't think it's gonna prove enough. Um, I really wish that we knew what the fashion files was going to entail so we could predict, like, who do you think it is? Um, it's the Rock and Roll Express. The Rock and Roll. I will say, I think our good, good rap boy's got to show up. Connor's got to be on the show on the fashion files, which makes me happy. And then finally, KO versus Shane in what is now a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match, which means they're definitely getting the fuck out of that cell early. How, okay, so... So, are we taking bets on pop-up powerbomb through the top of the cage? Oh, Jesus Christ, that sounds beautifully painful. So, like, I'm betting that KO, like, like at least at one point in the cage, starts faking it. He'd be like, come on, it's your favorite spot, jumping off some <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> like, climbs to the top to taunt him, but then he actually does it, and then, like, pop-up powerbomb through it. And then, like, that's, like, the last spot or something, and, like, you know, the ring collapses like it did in that Hell in a Cell match with, uh, with Edge years ago. Like, where he, like, got chokeslammed to hell. The only problem I see with it is the fact that, like... I mean, KO's winning. Well, KO is definitely winning. I'm saying, like, the logistics... It might just be a normal power bomb, but damn, that would be a dope-ass spot if it does happen. Like, I want to see him, like, jump at him, and then KO be like, Nope! Boom! And then everybody's just like, Up, oh, Shane de- died. Shane died. The helicopter crash didn't do it. It was Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, more powerful than a helicopter. I want that to be his <laughs> new shirt. The O is just a helicopter blade spinning. The only thing I see bad about it is the fact that they're moving KO to Raw, which either could be because he killed... Wait, the, when, when is that happening? Uh, apparently in like two weeks. Now, it could be an accident. This is just a rumor I read. But it could like it could be because like Shane beat him and he's like, now you're off my show, or because... He kills he kills the general manager and they're like, We just can't have you around, man. You killed the GM. Like that's kinda of fucked up. And then Daniel's just like go to Raw and he's just like, Alright, I guess I'll just flounder here some more. Yeah. The thing is is that he is he is a legitimate like top star on SmackDown, whereas Raw is just floundering full of like too many champions. Yeah, yeah. Like SmackDown, like it's like KO, there's there's KO, there's AJ, there's Shinsuke Nakamura, they force me to have to deal with gender. And that's kind of it. Like, there's nobody else you can be like, well, that person. That's why I think Shinsuke has to win the title, because then there's literally nobody else who can challenge for it. If Shinsuke does, there's no baby face left. Nobody else can win it. All right. So, yeah, I got to say KO, though. Blake? Oh, I'm definitely uh, KO, man. A trio of KOs to finalize this, what has the potential to maybe be a good pay-per-view, just depending on how many people pull out all the stops. See, it all depends on does Jinder win it. Because if Jinder wins it, then the then the pay per view dies. Because that's the way it's been the last few SmackDown ones. It's like, oh, this was okay, but I had to watch Jinder Mahal. Win yeah, exactly. So oh, I hate this pay per view. It's, like, it's that Roman heat to like ten times because Jinder yeah. is just so awful. Well, I mean, Roman oh, has never cut a blatantly racist promo in the middle of the ring, so I think Jinder well, may have a little bit worse heat. Probably. I mean, what? Honestly, if I if I had to go against blatant racism or grapefruits i'd take grapefruits any day yeah exactly and you know what i'd take any day blake tanner a, and that is right a plug for patreon.com slash 
Fight Boys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash Fight Boys is the website where you can go and support these good Fight Boys right here. Help us out because uh, this does take a little bit of uh, behind-the-scenes work to keep going, and we do need some monetary help for that. And it can be provided by you over at Patreon.com slash Fight Boys. It's basically a monthly donation of a dollar, five dollars, however much you want to give, and it all goes to help support us. It helps make the JWF pay-per-views bigger and and better it helps make this company grow and you know we want to grow for you guys and of course we do have perks over there for you all related to that amazing birmingham alabama based professional wrestling organization known as the jwf that's right ladies and gentlemen for just one dollar a month that's right one dollar you will be a jwf jobber that's right we will bring you in we will show you to the crowd we will say your name give you a character make you the biggest name that they've ever seen and then promptly job you out to canada charlie or something who knows but of course if you want to go oh boy <laughs> but of course if you want to go step above if you want to be a jwf mid carter like scott moore or like uh guy fietti those people who are resting in that mid card then of course donate five dollars over at patreon.com slash fight boys we'll bring you in give you a full character maybe even design you a shirt depending who knows and then of course donate thirty dollars and we don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know in what way, but you will be a JWF champion. You may be a champion like Enzo Amore or Roman Reigns, or you may be a champion like Jonathan Felix Cena. Who knows? But you will be a champion if you donate $30, but that's only available to you if you donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Which means, gentlemen, it is now time. For that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization. It's the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. It is the JWF. And boys, what a show we have ahead of us today. We have a, a match based on revenge. A match where Scotty Moore takes on Clint Clouds. The man who injured his father possibly indefinitely. Sending Scotty Moore's father, Scott Moore, to the hospital. Of course, uh, Scotty is seeking some revenge after that. Uh, we have that match. We, of course, have a JWF title match as Griffin Clouds takes on the king of the Steel City, Guy Fieri, for his JWF title. Something that, uh, of course, last week, Captain Tibbs announced that every single week, Griffin Clouds would be defending his title. Every single week, someone would step in front of Griffin Clouds and Griffin would have to put up or shut up. I think it was an absolutely brilliant idea. What do you guys think? Tibbs had a great idea. We get to see what uh, Griffin Clouds is actually made out of. And you know what? If you don't like him like a lot of people around here don't, then you get to see Griffin Clouds get beat up regularly, which is pretty nice. Right, and it looks like Griffin Clouds is headed to the ring right now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are starting off this week of JWF War with a bang as Griffin Clouds takes on this man, Guy Fieri, for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. And let me tell you something, there is a size difference, if I've ever seen one, between these two men. Griffin Clouds, the lightweight, pushed around the ring. And of course, Guy Fieri, a super heavyweight in his own right. One of the few true monsters of this business. And it looks like these two are starting off with a lockup in the middle of the ring. But, oh, Guy tossing Griffin back into the mat. Looks like Griffin is going for another one of those lockups. I think Griffin is trying to make this a genuine wrestling match. But Guy, ooh, pushes him once again into the mat. 
Looks like Guy is laughing and Griffin is rolling out of the ring, attempting to collect his thoughts after such a vicious attack from Fieri. Now, let me ask you this, guys. I mean, when you have a match like this, when you are a David facing a Goliath, how can you how can you deal with this? Um, uh, don't be a bitch. Yep, run away. Exactly, and uh, of course, uh, what could... We, of course, do have the advantage of having Blake Tanner, a man closer in size to uh, Griffin Clouds, and, of course, the Dylan, uh, a man who has also been considered a monster, much like Guy Fieri. Now, Dylan, what does Guy Fieri have to do in this match? Um, stop looking like a fucking circus clown. That's right. It looks like Guy's run to the outside. It looks like Griffin is chasing, giving chase around the ring, guy just chasing him around. Now, when you have a bigger man like that, it does make sense to try to tire him out as these two are chasing. Griffin slides into the ring. Oh, and it looks like he was trying to stomp as Guy Fieri slides into the ring, was trying to put the boots to him. But Guy has grabbed that foot of Griffin Clouds and oh my God, launching Griffin Clouds nearly 10 feet into the air, causing him to slap into the mat. It looks like Griffin is still standing, but it looks injured, isn't it? His ribs look injured. Wait a minute. Is he? Griffin's got his hands up in the air. Is he asking for a test of strength? Uh, guys, let me tell you something. This is not something that I would do if you were in the ring against Guy Fieri, but I guess he's going to try it out. Looks like he's interlacing his fingers, but oh! Griffin Clouds with a big kick to the ribs, running up the ropes, trying to go for a big spinning DDT, but Guy, the ever-powerful giant of the JWF, reverses, grabbing Griffin's body, and lifts him up into a running power slam, goes for a pin, one, two, ooh, and kicks out at two. The crowd is going crazy for Guy Fieri, the king of the Steel City is here, and he, it, the crowd is going crazy for him. And it looks like he's calling for that big snack attack, that big fist to the jaw that's put down so many before. Now, some of you, both of you gentlemen have had to face Guy Fieri and have had to take a snack attack before. How does it even feel? Um, it's definitely going to Flavortown is an experience that I'd rather not repeat again, Scotty. That's right. And it looks like Griffin is climbing to his feet. But, oh, Guy was going for the snack attack, but I think... I don't know if Griffin was dodging or what, but he just collapsed to the ground, avoiding the fist at the last moment. Looks like Fietti's just laughing at this, trying to pick up Griffin one more time. And, oh my god! It's the poison vape! That green cloud of mist spewing from Griffin Clouds. Now, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Griffin Clouds is a man who does not fight fair, and we always thought that that was, that was from his brothers helping him or his father, but it looks like he's resorting to some dirty tactics right now, spraying that poison fape into the eyes of Guy Fieri, who's grabbing at his eyes, nearly blinded. Looks like Griffin's trying to go in on him, punching at him, trying to take the beast down to a knee, and, well, it looks like he was trying to go for an undervapor right there, but... Guy Fieri's mass is just too much trying to flip around. The body of that beast is going to be too much for Griffin Clouds. And it looks like, ooh, Guy Fieri is not happy. His eyes are red from the poison staring bullets into Griffin Clouds. He looks like he's falling to his knees begging for mercy from Guy Fieri. And it looks like he's holding up that fist ready to deliver that big snack attack, knocking out the JWF champion. Ladies and gentlemen, we may have a new champion as, oh, Guy Fieri delivers the snack attack, knocking Griffin Clouds to the ground. And it looks like we have a new champion in one, two, no. Oh my God, the VWO, Justin, Justin Travis 
Clint, they've all hit the ring. They've all hit the ring. It looks like they're putting Guy Fieri down, assaulting him. The ref calls for the bell as the entire VWO try to take out Guy Fieri. It looks like Clint has actually taken Griffin to ringside, trying to help him nurse him after that vicious snack attack. Meanwhile, oh my gosh, it looks like it looks like Travis has actually picked up Guy Fieri. He managed to muscle him up for an undervapor. And it looks like Griffin Clouds has come to his senses because he is hanging on the ropes. And oh my gosh, a big springboard off those ropes leads to a double undervapor on Guy Fieri busting his head into the mat. And it looks like the trio mm. of the VWO are holding their title high as the crowd just rains down a chorus of booze on them. Gentlemen, Guy Fieri has won this match, but... The JWF champion is still Griffin Clouds. How can you react to something like this? That is the champion's advantage. You know, you can get yourself disqualified, hold on to the belt forever. Yep, exactly. And, you know, really, I have to think about um, Captain Tibbs in this situation. Tibbs has put uh, Griffin against this gauntlet, but he hasn't explicitly uh, banned the VWO. It, it makes you think that, it, it makes one wonder if he actually wants the title to change hands at, at this juncture. If, Because um, if Tibbs wanted it, then Tibbs could ban the VWO. He could make sure that they don't enter the, the building. He could make sure that Griffin is all alone. I mean, to be to be fair, in the history of wrestling, when does banning somebody from the building ever work? Just ever. Fair point from the Dylan. Look, and, of course... In, we, in, we literally have no security. Those are just blow-up dolls with with sh shirts and hats on. Hey, they can take... They Listen, they can wrestle a five-star match, goddammit. <laughs> of course, and in my opinion, when you look at this match, when you look at... I always thought Griffin Clouds... I mean, this was something that was supposed to prove him as a champion. It was something that was supposed to prove him worthy of holding that title. And it's actions like this that I think is what angered Tibbs in the first place. So I think it's only going to get worse... For, Gr for Griffin Clouds from here. And uh, one person that may be facing him in the future is, of course, the former JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the man that Griffin Clouds pinned to win his title, Blake Tanner, who has actually been surprisingly uh, quiet backstage. I mean, you would think that he would be going after Griffin Clouds, begging for that title shot, but no one actually knows. No one's heard from Blake Tanner, but we've managed to track him down, and we have sent our top interviewer honeypot straight to him to ask a few questions let's have a listen hello everybody honeypot's mcsicky boy here with blake tanner now blake last week captain tibbs announced that griffin clouds was going to take on a new competitor every single week for his jwf title so far both you both your best friends scotty moore and guy vieri have stepped up and i i must ask as a man who is still owed a one-on-one -on -one title rematch, when would we expect to see you face the challenge? <clears throat> well, Honeypots, uh, I'm glad to see you're doing better, by the way. The truth of the matter is, I don't know when I'm getting my rematch. That's Captain Tibbs' business. He's going to decide when I get my shot, and I'm going to be here, and I'm going to be patient. You see, Tibbs and I have come to a bit of an understanding lately. I know that Tibbs works on his own schedule and in mysterious ways. I also know that when I get my chance, old Tibbsy is going to make it worth my while. It's not going to be a simple little one-off match on the normal weekly show. No. He's going to make it something big. It's going to be something enormous. When I get my shot, it's going to be something world-shattering. All I can do for now is wait. Oh, but oh ho ho, dear honeypots. 
Don't think for a second that means that I'm going to be complacent. Don't think that Blake's just sitting here in a corner waiting like a good little boy for my name to get called. Oh, no, no, no. I'm training every day. I wake up at 6 a.m. Rain, sleet, snow, or ice. Clanging and banging, clanging and banging, getting up. And then me, the bee, well, the bee, the bee gets in his car and he drives down to Birmingham by God, Birmingham, Alabama. And then the bee, the bee grabs some steaks, he grabs some eggs, eats them up, eats them by the dozen, and then he goes, and then he. <clears throat> Sorry about that, I had a little bit of a, a Dwayne moment there. I'm all hopped up on NyQuil today, a little bit, a little sick right now. Uh, but you know, speaking of Dwayne, The Rock whatever you want to call him, highest grossing actor in uh, Hollywood, he has this say, likes to post it on Instagram and stuff, and it goes, blood, sweat, respect. First two you give, last two you earn. And as far as the B is concerned, he's given his blood, his sweat, and he's damn sure earned the JWF's respect. But I know for a fact that Griffin Clouds hasn't. He still hasn't earned their respect. He hasn't earned mine. So, Griffy boy, listen here. You hold on tight to that title because you're the only one that I want to take it from. And maybe the bee will give you a little lesson in respect when he does. Thank you for your time. Back to you in the studio, boys. Wow, a little bit of Attitude Era action from Blake Tanner, though. I mean, that is some attitude that we have not seen in recent weeks from him. Very fantastic to hear all this from Blake. And then he says apparently that when he ever, whenever he takes on Griffin Clouds, it's going to be something amazing, earth-shattering. I mean, what could this possibly be? Um, well, I don't know Blake Tanner, personally. <laughs> of course. Uh... But I, when he says earth-shattering, I think that he means that somebody's head is going to get shattered into the earth. Exactly. Oh, and of course, Dylan, what do you think about this? When you think about Blake Tanner in that match, what could that possibly lead to? I don't know. Maybe he'll be able to steal like the Rock's moveset so he can actually be successful. <laughs> and of course, uh, leading into that, it is now time, ladies and gentlemen, to see Blake Tanner's best friend. Scotty Moore, seek out some retribution for something that happened at last week's Little Tenderness pay-per-view when Scotty's father, Scott Moore, took on Clint Clouds in one of the most devastating street fights the JWF has ever seen. Tables were shattered, chairs were broken, and at the end of the match, the ring completely decimated, being broken in two as Clint Clouds superplexed Scott Moore, two super heavyweights, superplexed into the middle of the ring and Scott Moore's body landed on broken chairs breaking his back completely decimating Scott Moore and of course Scotty Moore wants some revenge for that and he's headed to the ring right now and he's going to try to get it in a match against Clint Clouds now we've said before revenge is not the best way to go into a match when you're a warrior you need to be focused how do you think Scotty's going to fare in this match against the veteran Clint Clouds well, I think we know Scotty is at his best when he is in a blood rage, honestly. And I do not think that Clint Cloud is in for a good time. Once, um, after everything that Clint has done to Scott Moore, Scotty's father, 
I, I, I just don't think things are going to go well for Clint tonight. Exactly, and it, oh, and the bell rings, and oh, I guess you were right. That blood rage is strong, and Scotty, it's a big Luthez press, pouncing on Clint, raining fists down into the face of the veteran of the JWF. Looks like Clint's trying to crawl away, and Scotty's slinking back into his corner, staring at Clint with anger. I think every second that he spends in this ring, he sees his father. He sees what, his, what Clint has done to his father. And it looks like he's going for a big Steel City kick right out of the gate. But, ooh, Clint ducks and sends Scotty tumbling to the outside of the ring. And it looks like Clint's happily smirking, taking, taking his time walking out of the ring, hitting a big double axe handle to the back of Scotty, who's cringing in pain as Clint grabs him and sends him into a barricade. And like we've said before, when you have this anger, you, you get blinded for a moment and it allows people to take advantage just like this as Scotty rides in pain at ringside and Clint looks like he's trying to toss him into the ring. Now, uh, Dylan, I believe you faced Clint Clouds before. How can you, how can you fare when you face off against a man who's been in the business for so long? Um, just wait for him to uh, to break his hip like a normal old man. <laughs> of course, and it looks like he's going for a pin, but Scotty, of course, kicks out immediately. You're going to have to do more than that to the former champion, Scotty Moore. Clint stands. It looks like he's trying to put Scotty on that top turnbuckle. No, 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 no. Oh my God, it looks like Clint is going for that superplex, the very same superplex, the superplex that sent Scotty Moore's father to the hospital. Clint climbs to the top rope. But Scotty, oh, Scotty fights back, hitting him in the in that bread basket, hitting him in the stomach with punches, and then finally tosses Clint Clouds into the ring. An earth-shattering boom as he hits the ring. And now, ooh, follows it up with a big diving elbow drop. Looks like he's about to go for a pin, but... Oh, and of course, we saw him a couple weeks ago interfere in Scotty's match for the JWF title. It looks like he is back, and he is not happy. It is the Dylan. And it looks like Scotty is staring at him. Now, we cannot let what happened last week happen again. As we know, last week, Dylan allowed Scotty to be distracted. It allowed to take him off of his game. I mean, Blake, you've had things like this happen before where people will come out and attempt to distract you. What is the best thing you can do in this situation? Um, the easiest thing would be to not get distracted, although that's very hard. But really, just don't get distracted, guys. That's right. And it looks like Clint Clouds is still down. And Scotty has actually taken his eyes off the Dylan, but I don't think the Dylan has got off of Scotty's mind as he runs and oh, delivers a big Steel City kick, punting the head of Clint Clouds. It is over, but well, instead of going the, for the pin, it looks like he's backed up into that corner again. And oh, another Steel City kick. It looks like he's actually just working on those punts, holding onto the ropes as he continuously kicks Clint Clouds in the skull. That cannot feel good after years of working in this business years of concussions you know that cannot feel good for the head of clint clouds and it looks like the ref has grabbed scotty moore who's still angrily stomping on the body of clint pushing him away pushing away to check on clint who's bleeding profusely and it looks like the ref is holding up the hand and oh ladies and gentlemen the match is over it looks like scotty moore has won this match by referee stoppage it looks like the ref knew that this match had to end less Scotty Moore, that blood rage you were talking about, Blake. It looks like he was taken over, and it was nearly taking Clint Clouds to a bad place. Tisk tisk. Of course, and it looks like, oh, looks like the referee holding up Scotty Moore's hand, proudly celebrating his victory win. Oh my gosh! 
Looks like the Dylan was going for a big clothesline, ran into the ring, but Scotty ducks it, went for an SMG, but Dylan pushes him off and tosses him into a corner. And oh, I think he's getting ready to deliver a kick of his own, but it's no Steel City kick. No, ladies and gentlemen, it is that sick dick kick. Oh, right into the family jewels of Scotty Moore, but oh my gosh, he backs up again. Ooh. Oh, and another sick dick kick backs up. And a third! Oh, that cannot feel good. Sc Scotty falls to the ground, holding. It, ho it's even worse than Jeremy Irons. Oh, God. Holding the- Gonna be pissing blood for two weeks. Oh, and it looks like he's oh, rolling God. to the outside, holding his privates. Meanwhile, it looks like the Dylan has grabbed a microphone because the Dylan does not look happy. Hello to all six of you paying attention right now. See that? Well, I just didn't. I did that to make a statement. Statement that nobody else around here can make. Nobody here, out here, nobody in the back. And by the back, I don't mean Captain Tibbs, you know, which is also Blake Tanner, which is also Honeypot, which is also Griffin, which is also Clint, which is also all of the clouds, which is actually everybody other than Scotty. Um, because this entire thing is a sham. Uh, it's tragic, tragic, terrible, uh, terrible little production run by the one and only Scotty Moore. See, Scotty is afraid to let me talk because he knows when I talk on uh, on this show and i don't just mean jwf i mean on fight boys i take over i have the charisma i have the confidence that he lacks as a human being because this is a stupid show under his rule under his uh his leadership you know we could be pulling up you know, Cabana, steve austin chris jerry hell joe rogan numbers under anybody else's leadership but instead we get you know less attention than the evening news and I know that, you know, Scotty puts a lot of heart, a lot of effort into this, but he wants to talk about the dumbest shit. He wants to talk about Ryback so much that I'm actually concerned that he might be actually legitimately stalking him. He wants to talk about just the dumbest crap week after week, and it's just bringing this entire production down. And like I said, I know that Scotty puts all his heart and effort into this, but, you know, it's, it's time to face the facts, Scotty. You, you suck. You suck at this. So I'm going to do you a favor. I'm taking over. This is no longer Fight Boys. This is The Dylan Show. And you can stick around if you'd like. If you feel you've got something to contribute, though, you know, history and all that. But uh, we're not going to do any more Ryback segments. We're not going to do any more Marty Jannetty trying to fuck his daughter. We're going to talk about actual wrestling. It's not going to be great, everybody. We're going to talk about Evolve. We're going to talk about wrestling. <laughs> Oh, and it, it appears as though Dylan, uh, Dylan's disappeared from the from the Skype call. That's weird. That's that's weird. Wait, wait, no, no, he hasn't. No, yeah, you ended the call. No, no, it looks like Scotty. What are you doing? It looks like Dylan is gone, Blake. It looks like Dylan disappeared. Right? It looks like Dylan, Dylan, does not realize what it means to respect the man who actually puts the work into this show. And so Dylan disappeared, Blake, and if you're not careful, you will too. But of course, let's go back to everybody's favorite company, the JWF, because ladies and gentlemen, Scotty Moore finally won a match tonight. That's right, Scotty Moore, in an amazing match, defeated Clint Clouds. It didn't matter who was at ringside. It didn't matter who was distracted because Scotty Moore has won that. And Scotty Moore gets to go on next week and see what happens next week on JWF professional wrestling now Blake Tanner what did you learn this week I learned that dead men tell no tales and I learned that um, 
you need to crotch yourself properly or else you'll piss blood for uh, three three days, wasn't it? Anyways, uh, Blake Tanner, where can they find you? All right, you can find me for the foreseeable future, hopefully. Um, okay. Here at Fight Boys. But if not, then you can also find me on Twitter at Blake A. Tanner. Um, I also do other things because I'm not tied to this company E, e by uh, bootstraps. Uh, I do things at the Darkroom Vidya. That's the Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A on YouTube. I do some stuff. We do, we're going to get into streaming some uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds soon, hopefully. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast over on the uh, BS Network's website. It's a load of pure BS.com. You can find that over there. You can find the other show me and Blake do called a load of BS. You can find Queasel Corp's podcast. Everything's available over for you over there. If you're uh, if you're watching us on our brand new home on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like the video, comment what your favorite part of the show was. Or of course on iTunes, make sure to rate and subscribe over there. It helps a lot. Uh, welcome to everybody who's on YouTube. Make sure to check out everything we got going on on the BS Network channel. It's very awesome what we got going on. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at alodeofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.alodeofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.